0: Hey y'all, it's Angela the Blah Blah Blah. um, So I haven't talked to y'all since I started my move and everything. I'm about two-thirds of the way through it. Uh, (laughs) It's taking a lot longer than I thought, but we're getting it done. But in the middle of it, yesterday, my bio dad had a heart attack. And so um, he had uh, 90% blockage on one side and 70% on the other side. And, so, they went ahead and put a stint in for the 90% and got it flowing good yesterday. And, then, today, he's about to go into surgery now. I'm just now leaving the hospital. But, he's about to go into surgery now and uh, um, uh, and get the other stint put in. So, um, what's crazy is that, you know, I've been worried about going because of my sister and... Uh, you know, I didn't want there to be a whole bunch of drama and ridiculousness, and I didn't want to upset him, and so, um, I talked to my aunt and my granny, and everyone was like, you know, just wait until tomorrow, and we'll see what happens, and so on and so forth, and then last night, whenever I was moving, he called me, <laughs> he called me, and he was like, you know, talking to me and telling me, he was like, and I said, well, I was gonna come up and see you, but, uh, I, I was gonna wait till tomorrow, and he was like, will you come up anytime? You know, I, uh, everybody's here, except you, and just, you know, whenever, and so, and then he told me he loved me, and, um, you know, it's crazy, because <laughs> my mom, a long time ago, when she found out that my uncle had molested me, she said, and I don't guess I was supposed to hear it, probably, but she said that she figured that if anybody would, it was going to be my dad, but... You know, and I remember thinking as a kid, as a teenager that, you know, I almost kinda wish he had because at least they need to be paying attention to me. <laughs> Which is stupid, but you know, teenagers, um, they can pretty illogical most of the time. But um I just, you know, when I got here my sister wasn't in there, it was just my niece and my stepmother and her brother. And so I, I I passed, I mean, I saw whenever, I saw my sister coming, uh, going to the parking lot whenever I was coming in, and I, I knew that it was her, I just knew it was her, so, um, but, uh, my niece is talking to me, you know, like, like, she just saw me yesterday, and I love her, she's so big, she's a junior in high school now, but, um, and she's going to school, she's doing classes at school to, for, to be a... An X-ray technician, or an EKG technician, or something. Yeah, so that's really cool. But the um, way my sister came back in, I, my grandmother, my granny, and my aunt got here, and uh, I went to meet them and help my granny. Uh, ho- let her hold on to me because she didn't want a wheelchair or a walker. She just wanted to get there, wanted to do it on her own. So I went to help her and. When I came back in, we passed Lauren, and when I came back in, she's sitting. Oh, we passed my sister, sorry. We passed her uh, coming in, and she was sitting on my dad's bed, you know, making sure that everybody knew that, you know, that was her dad, and so on and so forth, I guess. I don't know. But when she went out of the room, I went over there and was talking to him again, and, um, you know, kissed him and gave him a hug, and said, you know, I just started. I was talking to him and I was looking at him and we were making eye contact and stuff and then um and I was tears started filling up in my eyes and he was like I know I know. And and he said it's going to be better, you know, and and I'll call you and let you know what happens or whatever and so I said okay. And then whenever we were leaving I I gave him another hug and a kiss and um you know like that's the most that's the most raw that he's ever been with me you know like and it's a shame that it had took this long for that to happen for him to have a heart attack at 71 you know and for this to happen and what's really bad is what's really bad is that you know i i finally got peace and acceptance with my abandonment issues and i'm still good with that but this is just so much i don't know what to do with it i really don't and i mean i don't want to lose him i mean i know he's been gone but now it just seems like i'm finally getting him and then i don't I just don't know what to do with all of this. Like I don't have a clue what to do with all of this. And I'm, I'm just yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Um, so I figured well <laughs> the only way to talk it out, I guess, is to do a podcast because I'm just I really don't even know what I feel right now, and that's what's so crazy is because I mean, I was so proud that he called me, you know, and so happy, and then and he told me he loved me, and before I had to say it first, you know, and usually he just be like, "Oh, love you," you know, like I don't I don't know how to explain it, but it's it's always been just kind of like I know he loves me as much as as he's capable of, I know that, I get that, you know, but when him and my mom got split up, um, I mean, I was little, and, you know, whenever I got to be a teenager and stuff, and he would always tell me, you know, you just look like so much like your mom, it's hard for me to be around you, and so on, and, and I mean, that's not really my fault, because I look like him too, and down this rabbit hole, I can't, I can't, I just, I can't go down this rabbit hole, I can't get back to where I was before, because I worked so hard to get past all that, and I mean, I don't need, I don't need to be, I don't need regression, I don't, I'm, I'm so, so worried about regressing back to that same kid, it took me so long, y'all, I know, I sound like I'm talking in circles and and whiny and like a four-year-old, but I just, I just can't regress to that same person that I was because I can't do it. Like, I can't do it. Like, I can't do it. And I'm just so happy, sad. I hate that he has to have a heart attack for him to, you know, reach out to me, and I don't know. And my granny was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> my granny was like, you know, you need to stay in touch with him, and I, and I try to. But I can't get wrapped so wrapped up in all that anymore because it's not healthy for me. <laughs> Love him, and I just wanted to be proud of me, and to love me back, and and I just want to make sure that I'm—he hasn't forgotten about me, and then he hasn't, so that just sucks me right back in, you know. Like I can't do it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do with all of that. I just—I don't know. I really, really, really don't. <sighs> But, um, yeah, so it's, it's gonna be, it's kind of hard for me to process, um, it's really hard for me to process. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm glad he's okay so far, and I, I hope that this surgery, well, he, he died for like 12 minutes and they said that they've never seen anyone be down for that long and then just come right back and just start a conversation like he did and his color looks great I mean he doesn't even look like he just had heart surgery you know or whatever you know I mean he didn't have open heart he had stents but even still he doesn't even look like he just had surgery I mean at all so I don't know I just I know he's a fighter. And he's always been a fighter. My sister was definitely on some pills or something. Because she was slurring her words. Her eyes were real low. And she was in slow motion. You know. So I've been around enough to know what it looks like when somebody's on pills. I'm not stupid. And I get it. I mean. But this ain't like you know just an emergency type thing happened and she's taking pills it, you know I'm worried about her she's skin, she's real thin I mean she's she's probably as skinny as my aunt was and my aunt weighed like 80 pounds soaking wet so she's probably been on them for a while you know and and she's daddy's little girl <laughs> she's always been daddy's little girl Whenever she was born, she's daddy's little girl. And I... I was my mama's girl. Always. But... I mean, you know, it's just... I don't really know what to say about all that. Like I said, I I don't know. You know, I didn't talk with her. I talked with... I mean, we, we talked in general, everybody. But, you know... I didn't really... I don't have anything to say to her. I said it already and I'm not going to fight with her. <coughs> I would be curious to know what the conversation was whenever my dad said that I was coming or that he wanted me there. But, you know. I mean, I was there. I was his first, you know? Like. You ever have those days when you just really really wish your life had been different um don't get me wrong I love my dad that raised me more than anything because he raised me whenever he didn't have to but so much of my life has been wrapped around this abandonment issue and you know for it to all just be fine right now and of course what is that old movie statement or movie saying as soon as I get out they pull me right back in kind of thing I mean I just oh I don't know I don't know how to process this at all I don't know and I you know I talk about tools in your toolbox and all that stuff and I maybe I'm gonna have to sit down and just really think this over and get my head right but for right in this moment I don't know what to do with this like at all So, yeah, there's that. I don't even know, I don't know where I'm going, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know nothing. So, yeah. I don't know, but it is what it is. Um... Gotta go finish getting moved for sure, and go from there, and then get get my dogs and get to my house and just I guess just sit there with it and figure things out, you know. um, Um, I don't know. It's just and my granny didn't want me to leave. I didn't want to leave my granny, you know, I just, (sighs) she's just, she's always so worried about leaning on everybody, and, and, and hating that she has to, and, you know, she breaks my heart, because I just... I get it she was so independent and she was so and I get it I do but that's what I told her I was like nobody minds helping you at all I mean I wish I lived closer I'd be over there every day I love my granny so much and I knew as soon as she came in and she saw my dad's color and how good it was you know that she that was gonna make her feel a lot better that was the first thing she said was oh his color looks good I was like yeah he really, it really does. He really does look really good, you know. I mean, he looks really good. He's a good-looking man. Of course, he gave birth. To, I mean, he's part of my birth, so you know. <laughs> my mom and both of my parents were good-looking people, so that's how I came out so great. <laughs> Not, no, I—no, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh gosh. Okay, I'm a big girl. I can deal with this. (laughs) I can deal with this one way or another. I can deal with this. So, yeah. Yeah. And I realized, I just discovered that I had a hole in my pants. (laughs) My shirt will cover it as long as I keep my shirt down. But, what the heck? (laughs) I mean, it's just... Is it Monday? Because it feels like Monday. Yeah, that's right. It is Monday. Okay, okay, that makes sense then. Perfect, perfect. Anyways, I'll talk to y'all again soon and keep you posted on how things are going. I love you all for listening. Hey, y'all, it's Angela, the blah, blah, blah. I've definitely calmed down. I went and got my dogs, and now moving all the uh, last little bits of everything to my house including my pups, and we're on the highway and there's this 18-wheeler so it's just pretty it's pretty pretty good traffic not a lot but there's light traffic i mean oh gosh oh gosh uh-oh oh my gosh so this 18-wheeler was hot on my my butt i mean like really really close to me and i had to uh I had, had the car in front of me He was like making you know slamming on the brakes or whatever I don't know what just happened But that same truck either had a blowout Or something happened he started getting squirrely behind me And the car behind him Who was also in his butt which is ridiculous Um I don't know what Happened but something happened And I hope he's, everything's okay But I mean I, the only thing I gotta say to that Is karma because he had me scared to death I couldn't even see his lights And I've got my dogs In here and know that everybody's you know like I said the traffic's flowing but there is traffic and you're an 18-wheeler you don't need to be up on my bumper when if I have to slam on my brakes you don't stop as fast as I do you know like and so I kind of brake checked him and and he backed way off. but golly that was scary for a minute because I'm just like bro what are you doing (laughs) I mean you don't ever you don't tailgate a, a, a bigger, another big rig either, but you certainly don't tailgate a car, I mean, what the hell, you know, so, I don't know what's going on with him now, but, he's way, way back there for sure, so, yeah, I'm just trying to keep me and my dog safe, and then there's another jackass coming right up on me again, so, wow, fire is but good night this guy's up on everybody's bumper and he's in a work truck go figure cutting people off zoom, zooming in and out of traffic act, driving crazy getting right up on people's tails and stuff man that's crazy he's gonna cause an accident that's 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 obvious so obvious uh oh uh oh uh oh hold on girls hold on girls hold on girls hold on girls, hold on, girls. Hold on, girls. Ooh, sorry. We just came to an abrupt stop on the highway. So, anyways, I'm gonna get off the, off of here and concentrate. Thank you. I love you all for listening. Talk to you soon. Hey, y'all. What's Angela? The blah blah blonde. Um, I'm kind of feeling a little low today. I don't know why. Um. In my head, I keep thinking how I just want, wish my mom and my dad who raised me was here so they could be proud of me and then I wish that my bio dad was proud of me. And in my head, I'm telling myself, I wish that someone was proud of me because I'm not proud of myself. But I have plenty of people that are proud of me and there's no reason why I shouldn't be proud of myself. Um... There shouldn't be any reason why I have this toxicity in my brain that tells me things that aren't true um and just make me feel so bad that I don't feel like living up to my obligations that i that I have. I don't feel like you know doing the things that I'm supposed to do basic things I mean I take care of the dogs, but I don't take care of the girl, which is me. And I don't know if if all this is in light of current events with my bio dad having the heart attack and all that. Because I haven't heard anything from him. And I've texted and stuff and I've called and, you know, I think he went home today. And that's fine. I don't really know. I don't really know what I expected or why I expected anything to be quite honest, um but you know for some reason, I'm still that five year old little girl waiting for her dad, and it's still- it it kind of pisses me off because it's like you know, okay, so you had a near death experience and now you want to make sure that you got all your ducks in a row or whatever the case may be. Who knows? What does that leave what does that mean for me? You know, like nothing, nothing's changed. Absolutely nothing has changed. And I don't even know why I care. I worked for over a year to get past all this stuff. And here I am. Right back to where I started. And I can't do this. Like I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't even know why I'm sad. Because I know this isn't healthy for me. (laughs) I know this isn't healthy. And I've got all this crap in my head. This horrible stinking thinking and I just want it to stop. I just want it to stop. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I just need to have, you know, have that complete meltdown and get past it. Maybe that's the only thing that's going to fix it. I don't know. But I'll be honest with y'all. This is one of those cases where I'm afraid if I start crying I may not ever stop. I'm afraid if I start melting down, I won't ever stop melting down, you know. And I can't do that because I've gotten so far. I've done so much work. I've got my own place. I'm here, you know. I'm here. You're not, you hear, you don't hear any car sounds, right? (laughs) I'm here. Me and the dogs are here, but I'm just. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think. I don't know. I know I have to function. I just don't know how I'm going to. Because once everything stopped. Once the music stopped and I had to find a chair. You know. Everything got quiet. And here we are. Which basically means. You know. Once all the moving was done. Everything got quiet. And then the thoughts started. And. You know, I mean, y'all know, y'all been here this whole time. You know how far I've come. You know how hard I've been working on everything. And here's the hell of it, another hell of it, of, of it all. Next week, I start volunteering as a peer counselor and doing a peer support group at the place and group in the aftercare group that I was once a part of coming out of prison rehab. So full circle. Great moment. I should be happy. I should be proud. And I can tell you I'm not any of those things. And I want to be. I so want to (sighs) be. You can probably hear my dog snoring. (laughs) That's the only highlight of my day. Is these two girl dogs right here beside me. And the little puppy boy dog next door. He's so cute. I just, I don't know. I don't know what to do. My granny and my aunt both were like, you know, stay in touch with him, stay in touch with him. And I've I've tried. And he's not, he wasn't even home yet. And it was already over. You know, like, I can't keep putting myself out there like that. I don't know why I let people tell me to do that. I don't know why I don't just tell them that I just can't do it. Like, my mental Health cannot afford to put myself back in that position to be right back where I was for almost 50 years. Like, I can't do it. 48 years, I've fought all this abandonment stuff. For 48 years, I can't, I just can't do it anymore. It's just not healthy. And it's so painful for me to sit back. And watch my sister and her life unfold and how no matter what kind of person she is, she still grew up with her mom and dad. And don't get me wrong, this is not to take away anything from my stepdad who raised me, who's legally my dad now. I love him with every ounce of my being, but he couldn't fix the shit that that my biological dad left behind. No one could but me. And I did it. And now it's it's just like it doesn't even matter. I don't know. I don't. All of the tools that I have, I've, none of them work. And I'm just freaking out because I can't. I can't go down this road again. I can't do it. I'm really upset because I'm not in counseling and I'm supposed to be, but, you know, they got new counselors and so everybody's got to be trained, blah, 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 whatever. Meanwhile, the rest of us are just flipping the fuck out and, you know, nobody cares about it. I have two appointments in two days up there and I'm just gonna have to seek out (laughs) everyone that I need to seek out. And figure out what's going on because I need help. I can't do this. I need help. I really, really do. if I don't wanna have to redo my trauma c b t counseling all over again, and if I have to, then I will because this is not how I want to live. This is not any way to live, and I know I have major depressive disorder, but That is completely different from this. Even I had that under control somewhat. You know, maybe not all the time, but not like this. This is such deep-seated and deeply rooted pain that I have overcome. I had overcome it. And now... It's just like somebody ripped open that scar and just left me here to bleed out and you know, people just keep walking past like oh she's still here. It's all good. She's still got blood left. She's not dead yet. Let's see how much more how much more she can handle. She's a big girl. She can handle some more pain. It's fine. And on top of everything else, it really feels like I'm making the mountain out of a mohill. Because I have passed, I've gotten past this. And I'm so pissed off about that. I'm so pissed off. I'm so upset. And I'm just, I don't even have the words to describe how I really feel. I don't know how to fix it. And I don't know if it's ever going to be fixed. And that terrifies me. But, you know, everything was going good, so I should have known something bad was going to happen. And don't get me wrong, I'm glad that he survived both of his surgeries, and that he's doing better. It's not that. But why does all that have to come at a cost to me? That's what I don't understand. I mean, I would have been... I don't know, I guess I would have been upset if nobody would have told me. But, at the same time, I mean... Why does he still get to choose when he's in and out of my life? Like, and now how do I present that without sounding like I'm an asshole? I just don't know what's going to happen. It's just a lot. It's a lot. It's such a lot. So completely unnecessary. I just, I don't know what else to say. I hope y'all's week is better. Thank you all for listening. Hey y'all, it's Angela, the blah blah blonde. How's it going? Um, I'm feeling a little bit better today in light of everything. I think I forgot my meds yesterday, so that probably had a little bit to do with the meltdown. But I also heard from my dad today, and uh he said he was doing good. He was just his chest was really sore and that he loves me. So, you know, hopefully Hopefully, this will be the start of something that's been long overdue. But if it's not, I'm not getting entirely invested, you know, just yet. I'm just just seeing how it goes, you know. I mean, that's all I can do for my own mental health. I don't know why I always yawn when I get on here with y'all. I could be perfectly fine. I'm not even tired. But then I get on the podcast and I'm all yawns. I'm so sorry. Um, So I just watched this really cute movie uh, on Hulu called Love, Simon, and it's about this kid in high school who is gay, but he hasn't come out yet or whatever, and it's just really cute and really kind of, it, it's pretty light uh, as far as, you know, like, kids coming out and stuff. <clears throat> I feel like it's, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, just a romantic comedy for for gay kids. Maybe, you know, to just, it's just kind of really, really light. And I know that, that coming out has to be one of the hardest things that someone would ever have to do. Um, I don't know. No one has ever come out to me. I'm not gay, so I've never come out, obviously. Um, but I, I I really would like to know just, you know, I don't know. I would just like to hear some 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 happy stories about when you came out or some trying stories when you came out and you know how you worked through that or if you have worked through that. I have I have always been surrounded by people with different sexual orientations uh, um in my family my grandfather one of my grandfathers was gay um i have an uncle who was um another uncle who was bisexual um my nieces and nephews uh two of my nephews and one of my one niece um are gay and You know, I mean, so it's really just, I mean, my grandfather owned one of the very first gay bars in Dallas, Texas, uh, you know, in the 70s. So um, it's never really been a thing for me. I mean, I, I'm, I, look, I love everybody. As long as you're not a mean person and you're not, you know, cruel to dogs and, and animals and babies, then I'm good with you. You know, I really don't care what your religion is. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what your sexual orientation is. I don't care what you think about in politics. I really don't care about that. Um, you know, just as long as you you have a good heart and you're not trying to be hurt people, you know, that's, that's the only thing that I, I have a problem with. But anything else, you know, it's not for me to judge or decide how you should live your life. I mean, we're all just trying to make it here, you know. Every single person, no matter what's, What section of life you're in, no matter what your age is, what your gender is, or what you want your gender to be, or what you think your gender should be, it's none of my business. Like, I don't, I don't care. I mean, I, I I do understand that the struggles and, and the interpretation for some people is really, really ugly. And I hate that for people that I love and, you know, and I hate that for people who have to struggle just because of their skin color or just because of their sexual orientation or, you know, because they like Taylor Swift. I mean, I don't know how it got to be a a love or hate kind of situation with her. She's extremely talented and she's very, very good to her fans. And she's just... If you watch a couple of her documentaries, you I mean, I've always liked her. But if you watch a couple of her documentaries, you'd really fall for her too. She's just... She's just amazing. She's an amazing young lady. And, you know, I would be proud to to tell the whole world that I love her. And I don't care. So, but, you know, it's all just so goofy the way that we try to, some people try to judge other people for the silliest, most ridiculous things. I mean, people are getting really, really worked up about such nonsense, instead of, you know, cheering on the fact that she's hopefully found her true love, and that he's going to the Super Bowl, and that they're just a very magical couple, um, anyways, I just wanted to let y'all know that I was okay, so y'all wouldn't be worried, uh, excuse me again I feel like I'm always going to be okay it may sound like it's gut-wrenching at times and that that I just can't find my bearings and sometimes it feels that way but I know that you know it can't rain all the time and sometimes you just have to sleep on stuff and let it resonate in your head and you know go from there um I know I had some weird dreams, for sure, but they didn't have anything to do with what was going on in my life, per se. Um, But, anyways, I just wanted to touch base with y'all and let y'all know that I'm good. And I hope y'all have a great weekend and a great week next week. And I will talk to you again next week. I love you all for listening. Bye. Hey, y'all. It's Angela, the blah, blah, blonde. Um, You know how I love my documentaries. So, I watched uh, on Max. It's actually an HBO original. But it's called the Cheshire Murders. And basically it's a triple rape arson homicide of in Cheshire, Connecticut. And all of that. And they're talking about the depravity of these two. Because they caught the two guys immediately. You just have to watch it. It's really jacked up. How How the police could have stopped things and didn't. Um but they caught them immediately and they both said they would plead guilty to all charges and and as long as the uh the prosecution was offering, you know, life without parole, period. But the state wanted the death penalty and so they carried on with trial. Um but they went back and they were talking about, you know, oh well this they were both sexually abused as children. Okay, me too. They were both, you know, experimented with drugs in in their teenage informative years. Okay, me too. They both did this and they both did that, 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 that. You know, but at some point, you have to make a choice. I didn't get any mental health help until I was already clean and sober. So, um, I mean, I had a little bit of help, but not really. Not to the extent of, of counseling and et cetera, et cetera. But I'm not killing and raping and burning people. You know, so I just think that that the, they use that a lot of times as a as a as an excuse. Oh, one of them had several concussions, you know, growing up. Okay, who hasn't? You know? Like that doesn't give you the right to be a monster. I mean, I would I would wager a bet that there are more people that were sexually molested by different sex or same sex growing up than not. Okay? Men, women, it doesn't matter. And I wager a bet that, that uh, you know, about half people in the world, probably more, have got undiagnosed mental health issues. Again, they're not going out doing stuff, you know? Like, I, 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 I mean, these two guys were just burglars. they That's all they did was they, they burglarized homes. But one of them would, used to stand and listen to the family sleep and listen to the breathing of all the other people, you know, that's, that, he was destined to to escalate, in my opinion. Um, who would have, no one would have ever been able to guess that it would go the way that it did. Oh, here I go again. (laughs) I guess maybe doing this podcast makes me so relaxed in that piece that it just makes me tired. I don't know. But, um, anyways. (laughs) I don't know. I just, you know, I watch a lot of these documentaries and, and they always try to, Try to, the, the the defense always tries to excuse what happened and blame it on mental health or, you know, the church try to pray it away and this and that, and that, and that you know, it, it. I've been through all that. You've been through all that, probably. Somebody you know has, and we're not out killing people. We're not burglarizing people. I've done so many drugs that you can't even, I can't even list them all. And it's never made me want to rape a kid. It's never made me want to kill anyone. It's never made me want to steal from anyone. It's never made me want to do any of those things. Not ever. So, you know, there, there comes a point in time whenever you've got to stop being a victim and manage your own life. And at the point whenever you're grown and you have choices of your own, then you need to choose better. And I can say that because I didn't for the longest time. I got by by the skin of my teeth and I was very, very lucky that I wasn't in jail longer than I was because of drugs. I'm very, very lucky that I had the family that would support me. Excuse me, whenever they didn't even know that I was doing drugs. You know, I'm—I've gotten very lucky, but at the same time, my mental state has not been something I've been willing to share with anyone until now. So, you know, you can't sit here and tell me, "Oh yeah, you had outlets that I didn't share." a tenth of this stuff with anyone, not even my counselors or therapists until I started doing this podcast. So, you know, so what, 50 years in the making, 51, 52. How long have I been doing this? Two years, two years almost. Yeah. December will be two years. So, or three years. I don't remember. I think it's three years (laughs) anyways. But my point is, is that you, you have to decide for yourself how things are going to go. I mean, because I could have easily turned to a life of crime. I mean, I was surrounded by people that were criminals all the time, you know. Um, I just chose not to hang around with that sector of drug users. The drug the, the addicts that I chose to be around were, were family people and still, you know, working a job, still maintaining their character. They just had a, you know, an addiction, That was winning. And so, you know, I mean, I just, I've never understood that how people say, oh, I was drunk. I didn't know what I was doing. I've been so drunk that I went to the emergency room with alcohol poisoning four times my body size. Okay. Don't tell me. And I wasn't trying to do some jacked up stuff to anybody. So don't tell me that, that you don't know what happened. You don't remember what happened or you, you can't be held responsible. Yeah, you can. If you're a blackout drunk, you know you're a blackout drunk, don't drink. It's you know, it's not rocket science, people. I mean, if you're a pedophile, they tell and you're a registered sex offender, they tell you you can't go within how many feet so many feet of schools, any place where there's gonna be kids, blah 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 because of the temptation. So if you know that you have that temptation to do jacked up stuff. And you don't want to do jacked up stuff, if you really don't want to do jacked up stuff, then you don't put yourself in that situation. It's that simple. It's that simple. I don't I don't put myself in the situation to be molested or raped or, or you know, so if they come at me now, it's going to be just through their own sheer will because I'm not going to be an easy target anymore. You know, it's it's just that simple. And maybe it isn't, I don't know, because I'm not a criminal, but... It just seems to me that at some point, we as a society have got to stop giving people a pass because they th- these things were done to them as children. Well, you know what? They've been done to a lot of people as children and teenagers and so on and so forth. And, I mean, come on. You know, like, come on. Man up. If you did the crime, then just say you did it and move on. I mean, if you're willing to plead guilty... But all of a sudden, when we go to trial, now we want to bring up all the depravity that that was shown to you and and all the mitigating circumstances that you had no control over. Maybe you didn't, but guess what? It is what it is. And, you know, you've got to figure out some way out of that. I mean, sure, one of the guys was like five or six whenever he was being molested by a foster brother. And and told by the church that, you know, fornication and homosexuality is uh, is the devil. Okay, I get that. But at the same time, you know, there comes a certain age whenever you've got to realize that that's not what's really the truth. You know, and, and I mean, I have experienced a lot of things at, at five. I experienced this first sexual abuse at three. So, you know, that didn't make me go out and want to just be uh, uh, promiscuous at three years old. You know, so, I mean, I don't know. I just don't buy that. I don't buy it at all. You know, you're doing this heinous and I mean, in, in unforgivable, egregious stuff. And I think that, that them blaming your, the way you were raised is ridiculous. The other guy... He was also sexually assaulted or sexually molested or whatever, but his brothers turned out fine and, and you, and he terrorized his brothers as young as four and five years old. So don't give me that shit. Like I don't, I don't buy into that at all. Not at all. So, I mean, I'll give you another good example. My uncle who molested me says it's because he was on heroin, but he did it to my aunt whenever they were kids. And he wasn't on heroin then. And my other uncle did heroin right along with him. And he didn't do any of that shit. So don't tell me that, that it's because of the way you're raised or this, that, and the other. Because I I just don't believe that. I really don't. Maybe if you've got some example of of a situation where I'm wrong, please feel free to reach out to me. Because I would love to hear this story. I honestly would. In the meantime, this is just my opinion. It doesn't mean it's factual. It doesn't make it the gospel. It's just my opinion. But that's where I stand on it. So anyways, I hope you have a good weekend. Talk to you soon.